This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I loved living in Brooklyn, but when Augie was born, Emily kept going on about Minnesota. She's from there originally and wanted Augie to have family around, a backyard, a sandbox uninhabited by rats. That summer, during a visit back home, Emily showed me all that Minnesota had to offer by taking me to the state fair. At one point, Emily pointed out a large, wobbly Hasidic man who appeared to be wearing a tractor tire threaded through his belt loops. You see, she said sweetly, there are Jews in Minnesota. The Minnesota offensive continued along. Emily looked at photos of houses online with hedges to trim and fences to mend. Having never owned a house, none of it made sense. In Brooklyn, we lived across the street from a Chinese takeout. A man named Albert brought our garbage to the curb and once a month vacuumed the building hallway. What could be better than that? But then Emily fell in love with a house in Minnesota, a small enough place, painted green. In the photo, I could see a garden hose out front. I am not going to water the lawn, I said. I hate those guys. Guys who water their lawns? She asked. You know what I mean, I said, wearing shorts, waving to passers-by like they're in a David Lynch film. And then we put in an offer. It was like a bad dream. Surely I couldn't be leaving New York. Surely something would happen. Something would keep us from going through with it. When I told my boss Alex about my wife's plan, I prayed he'd put an end to it, forbidding it outright. All this plan was missing was a good forbidding. You can work remote, he said. We moved at the end of January during a polar vortex. That first night in my new home, the rooms were bare and cold. I can't feel my feet, I said from under the blankets. Spring will be here soon, Emily said. She'd been saying it all day. It was always about spring being here, and oh, how great that'll be. You've never smelled peonies so fresh, never tasted hot dish and tater tots, until you've had them warm to perfection under the Minnesota sun. That first night was so quiet, the noise in my head so loud without Brooklyn to drown it out. At our bedroom window, I looked out onto the street, desolate under the street lamps, everything covered in ice, glistening like knives. Quietly, I wept. Spring will be here soon, Emily said. And sure enough, she was true to her word. Spring is here, or what passes for spring in Minnesota. The April snow has almost melted, and I can just about see the sidewalks. It's time to put away my long johns and roof shovel, and 
whether I can smell them from behind a facial mask or not, get ready for the peonies to bloom. It's like the best time of the year. I love the spring. All the buds are starting to come out. It's really pretty. So now that the weather is getting nicer, my dad and I have been taking walks together. Yes. I left Brooklyn about a month ago. Mm-hmm. I moved back home where I grew up 20 minutes north of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And so my dad and I, when we're off on these walks, we invented this game, Sewer Stones. We pick up rocks, and the object of the game is to bowl them into the sewer drains. My go, my go. Boom. Is that 2-1? That's 2-1. <laughs> Hold on, though. Hold on. <laughs> is, this, is this a game that you guys played when you were a kid? So it's a lot like a lot of the games we used to do when I was little. All right. Yeah? Yeah, let's see it. <laughs> let's see it. Very nice. Do you find that you're doing, like, a lot of the stuff that you used to do? I feel like I'm just, like, a kid again. The other day, I I found a pair of my dirty socks on the floor in the dining room. (laughs) I looked at them, and I was like, are those my socks? Like, I feel like I'm... You're regressing. Yeah, exactly. Do you, are, are, are your parents happy to have you back? Uh, yeah. Yeah. My mom offered to cut my hair. Mm-hmm. She used to cut our hair when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I have these really distinct memories of her kind of, like, laying this towel out on the floor, this, like, ratty green towel that we never used otherwise, and, like, bringing a chair into the bathroom, and yeah. she still has that ratty green towel. Okie dokie. You're really going at this pretty quick. (laughs) I'm winging it a little bit. Whoops. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I think my mom is happy to be taking care of us in this way that she hasn't had to in a long time. Do you want me to put my head down more? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I love this. This is looking really good from the back. Whoa! (laughs) We've come so far from oops. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to go even shorter back here? Maybe a little? It was already pretty short, but I kind of just wanted her to keep cutting. I just wanted to let her do that. Jonathan, what have you been up to? Well, thank you for asking. Sure. A good portion of my day is given over to trying to keep my three-year-old entertained. Mm-hmm. And I am just shameless. I'll do anything. And I invent all these different characters, like Robo Papa. Robo Papa? Yes, Uggy. Uh. And like when I start talking to him, 
normally he'll be like, no, 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 I don't want to talk to regular Papa. I want to talk to Robo Papa. <laughs> Are we gonna? Um, am I gonna participate? Robo Papa. Robo Papa. If he doesn't get his fuel, he gets brain damage. Brain damage. Emily hates it so much. <laughs> um, TV is. You know, we try to keep it limited, mm-hmm. so we're trying to teach him that, you know, there's other ways to, like, keep entertained. You know, like, old-timey ways. So, the other day, we built this uh, puppet stage. Welcome, boys and girls, and girls and ladies and men and gentlemen, t- to the puppet show. Yeah. And Emily pulled out this puppet, Johnny, that <laughs> I made when I was 11 years old. I was so bereft of friends that I made this puppet named Johnny and I totally forgot about him. Like, it had been, you know, it was like 40 years. What's that? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yes. No, no. Oh, yes. I thought that thing was thrown out. It brought back memories of, like, just loneliness and, um... I, wait, 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 wait. You made I, a puppet <laughs> and you named it your name? Does it look like you? Emily would argue that it does look like me. And she kind of brought Augie on board. (laughs) Augie, do you think this looks like Papa? No. Yes, it does. How does it look like me? Doesn't it look like you because with Papa with hair? Yes, Papa doesn't have any hair. But if he had hair, he would look just like this puppet. Although this puppet So the play was uh, basically Johnny and Swipey. Swipey is this other mm-hmm. puppet that we have, a raccoon. Okay, we're going to see a play between Johnny and Swipey. I knew to be Johnny and Swipey. It was really hard to get off the ground because Augie is, like he was just really over-directing me and everything I was doing was wrong. Oh, it's one of those uh, typically hard-to-work-with directors. This little green... No, 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 no. It just ended up devolving into this, like, big dance party, mm-hmm. and Augie made us all dance. No, 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 they, it's a real they, workout. They dance in place. I don't know. It was just fun, and it just seemed like license to just do crazy things, and, like, we still haven't yeah. taken down the puppet the puppet stage in the living room. And it's nice that we actually have a living room. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> but we, we didn't really in New York. Things were just... Uh, things were a lot smaller, and... Um, And so that's, yeah, that's nice. You know, the last time I visited New York was right before everything changed. And the three of us got together for drinks. Uh, I think it was the night that the Gimlet offices shut down. Mm -hmm. And it was the last... I didn't know it at the time, but it ended up being the last day that I went to a bar. Me too. Um, and there was something else noteworthy about that evening that we've that we've since talked about. It was the last time that any of us shook hands mm-hmm. with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Someone that we ran into that evening at the bar. You ever heard of award-winning producer of <laughs> the Jinx? Can Can you say award-winning producer of the Jinx again? Award-winning producer of documentary, The Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> uh, we we happened to run into uh, a former co-worker of ours, someone who used to work at Gimlet, Mark Smerling. Yeah, ever heard of Crime Town? Crime Town. 
<laughs> you know, recently, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci made that statement about how we may never return back to shaking hands. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's weird. It's weird to think that Mark Smirling might be the last person that any of us end up shaking hands with. Yeah. Do you, do you think that, I mean, were we the last people that he shook hands with, do you think? Well, there's only one way to find out. I'm looking across the room, and there's Stevie, who you can't forget. <laughs> the unforgettable, the unforgettable Stevie Lane. Yeah. So I got up, went over, and shook your hands. <laughs> your hand might be the last hand we ever shake. Lucky you. I could have gotten you all sick right there. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it the same for you? Were we the last people that you ever shook hands with? Hmm. It probably is. It seems like right after that, things started to close in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my contact with the outer world sort of vanished. Where are you right now? Brooklyn. I'm in Clinton Hill. Me too. I'm in Clinton Hill. Oh, my God. I might have seen you around now that I'm thinking about it. You guys should just open your windows and you can yell to each other. <laughs> Were you born in New York? Are you from New York originally? I'm a Jersey boy uh, from South Orange, but uh, I've been in New York since I was eight. Is is there still an upside to being in New York? Like, do you have moments where you're like, you know what, it's still good to be here somehow? Well, food delivery is a big plus, you know, although we have to, like, use all kinds of toxic chemicals to clean off the bag and the wrappings. You know, living in New York is, it just is not the place to be during a pandemic. Oh, there's one magical thing. I can get a parking spot really easily. <laughs> That's a plus. A thing I've really been missing about New York is like being in a hurry and being like, I don't have time for a real dinner. And so you're like getting a slice of pizza and eating it really quickly on the street because you have some place you're trying to get to. Yeah. Like I just really, I miss um, places so much. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking about the thing that I think I really love about New York is like the feeling of being alone around other people. Like I would be out by myself, yeah. like on the train alone or like walking home on a Friday night and just passing bars and hearing like the hum of people's voices in bars. Like it just made you feel like you were like a part of something, even if I wasn't with people. Yeah. And now it's like, instead of being alone with other people, I'm just like alone, alone. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone's gone. I can't do anything. And I mentioned it to someone who is still in Brooklyn. Yeah. And she was like, but don't you kind of feel like proud that you're still here? And I was like, yeah, actually, like I do. Like, I feel like that's the thing mm. that feels like unchanged. It's that like... There's, like, a feeling of, like, when you're living in New York that, like, everyone's miserable and, like, stressed out and in a small apartment, but there's this pride in the fact that yeah. you're doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. like, everyone's really unhappy, but you're like, um, I actually like sitting at my computer till 8 p.m. and then eating <laughs> yeah. a piece of pizza on a dirty street. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, irrational and unquantifiable, but you just sort of feel a love for the place. Yeah. 
you know, there's that cheer every night at 7 p.m. for healthcare workers. Yeah. Have you participated? No, I haven't. And I, it makes me feel bad because I'm like, I know it's a nice thing. But then, I mean, but you're probably like someone who like when, when uh, you go to like a sporting event of some kind and everybody starts like clapping their seats and singing, we will rock you. Like, you're just like, I'm going to sit this one out. That's true. And when I go to a show and they say, how's everyone doing? I just say, fine. I just like <laughs> feel like I'm not going to be like, woo. It's... I don't think I've ever heard you make that woo sound. But last night when it happened, my downstairs neighbor started blasting that, you know, that New York, New York song. Oh, the Sinatra song. Yeah. Start spreading the news. Yeah, that one. And he was really, like, blasting it. It was really loud, and he was, like, singing along, and everyone on the street was, like, doing their cheer, and, like, people were getting excited about him playing the song and were, like, cheering, and it made me, like, so emotional. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it It did give me, like, a little bit of that feeling I'd been missing of, like here we all are in the city and like i'm alone but i'm i'm also with other people